You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. Don't struggle to align your organization's cybersecurity with business risk. Get the only solution that goes beyond reacting to threats with vulnerability and risk monitoring. You need the next evolution of MDR, and only Critical Start delivers it. Critical Start doesn't just monitor and respond to threats. They put you in control by detecting suspicious activities, quickly responding to contained threats, and identifying your most critical assets and protecting them against vulnerabilities and exposures. With continuous visibility, expert guidance, and measurable risk reduction, Critical Start has redefined what it means to manage cyber risk. Demonstrate provable security maturity to your leadership while positioning your program to achieve the greatest risk reduction per dollar spent. Stop fearing risk and start managing it with Critical Start. Visit criticalstart.com and request a demo today. That's criticalstart.com. U.S. and Israel attribute attacks on PLCs to Iran. Agent Raccoon backdoors organizations on three continents. XD Spy is reported to be fishing the Russian defense sector. Trends in digital banking fraud. Repo Jack and Go module repositories. Ann Johnson from the Afternoon Cyber Tea podcast speaks with Lynn Dome, executive director of WeSys, about the power of diverse perspectives. And when it comes to security, don't look to the stars. Today is Monday, December 4th, 2023. I'm Trey Hester, filling in for Dave Bittner, and this is your CyberWire Intel Briefing. CISA, along with the FBI, NSA, EPA, and the INCD, recently issued a significant joint cybersecurity advisory concerning attacks linked to Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps. The advisory focuses on the exploitation of programmable logic controllers in multiple sectors, emphasizing the broad scope of the threat. Notably, the advisory identifies the IRGC as the perpetrator behind these attacks, a clear attribution that signals the seriousness of the threat. The advisory highlights that several U.S. water systems have been targeted, indicating a concentrated effort against critical national infrastructure. It also expands the scope of concern beyond the water and wastewater sector, pointing out that these PLCs, manufactured by Unitronics, are widely used in various industries, including energy, food and beverage, manufacturing, and healthcare. These devices are often rebranded, making them appear as products of different manufacturers and companies. Additionally, the advisory criticizes the manufacturer for poor security practices, specifically for shipping devices with default passwords and not requiring their reset during installation. This lapse significantly contributes to the vulnerability of these systems. The advisory also sheds light on the activities of the Cyber Avengers, an IRGC persona, detailing both legitimate and false claims of cyber attacks, particularly against Israeli targets across several sectors such as water, energy, shipping, and distribution over the past few months. Despite the mixed veracity of these claims, 
the intent and capability for disruption are evident. Since November 2023, the IRGC cyber actors have been accessing multiple U.S.-based water and wastewater facilities operating Unitronics Vision Series PLCs, likely exploiting internet-accessible devices with default passwords. The joint advisory underscores the increased prevalence and sophistication of state-sponsored cyber attacks, particularly targeting critical infrastructure, and highlights the urgent need for heightened cybersecurity measures and responsible manufacturing practices. Cardo Security has identified a new variant of the P2P Infect botnet malware now targeting MIPS architecture, commonly used in routers, Internet of Things devices, and other embedded devices. This development indicates a broader targeting strategy by the attackers behind P2P Infect, aiming to expand the botnet's reach by supporting more processor architectures. The MIPS32 variant of P2P Infect features advanced defense evasion techniques and leverages Rust for cross-platform development. The rapid expansion of the botnet, coupled with these sophisticated aspects, suggests a highly skilled threat actor is orchestrating this campaign. Palo Alto Network's Unit 42 researchers have discovered a new backdoor named Agent Raccoon, which has been used to infiltrate organizations across the U.S., Middle East, and Africa. This backdoor, suspected to be deployed by a nation-state threat actor, has compromised various sectors, including education, real estate, retail, nonprofit organizations, telecom companies, and government. Agent Raccoon is developed using the .NET framework and utilizes DNS to create a covert communication channel with its command and control server. The researchers highlight that this toolset is not yet linked to any specific threat actor and appears to be used in multiple campaigns or clusters, indicating its broad application in cyber espionage activities. Russian cybersecurity firm FAST reported that the cyber espionage group XD Spy has been targeting a Russian metallurgical company and a ballistic missile development firm through phishing attacks, falsely presenting the emails as coming from a nuclear weapons design institute. The record notes that little is known about XD Spy, active since 2011 and likely state-directed. Cybersecurity company ESET, which monitored XD Spy until losing access in Russia and Belarus following Russia's invasion of Ukraine, noted the group's unsophisticated toolkit but exceptional operational security, hindering attribution to any specific government. XD Spy's activities primarily focus on Eastern Europe, including Russia and the Balkans. While the record refrains from attributing XD Spy to any nation, it mentions that recent cyber espionage against Russia has mostly originated from North Korea and China, with interests aligning in the theft of technical information, similar to XD Spy's objectives. New research from BioCatch reveals a 64% increase in mobile banking fraud in 2023 compared to the previous year. The study highlights a shift in criminal tactics, moving from bot-driven web-based fraud to emulator-based mobile banking fraud. While there's a rise in both legitimate and illegitimate uses of emulators, the report emphasizes a notable, sometimes drastic, increase in emulator usage. Although there is a slower growth in reported fraud cases, BioCatch cautions that this may be due to the delays in fraud detection and reporting, suggesting that the actual extent of fraud could be higher. This trend indicates a changing landscape in digital banking security, with fraudsters adapting and evolving their methods to exploit mobile banking platforms. Volchek's report on repository hijacking or repojacking in the Go module ecosystem reveals a significant vulnerability. The study finds over 15,000 repositories at high risk 
due to changes in GitHub usernames or account deletions. These repositories are crucial, supporting more than 800,000 Go module versions. Volnchek emphasizes that resolving these repo jackings is a responsibility that falls on either Go or GitHub, as it's impractical for a third party to register 15,000 GitHub accounts. Until a solution is implemented, the report advises Go developers to remain vigilant about the modules they use and to stay informed about the status of the repositories from which these modules originate. This highlights a critical aspect of software development, being mindful of the foundations on which your code stands. Today we have Ann Johnson, host of Microsoft's Afternoon Cyber Tea podcast, speaking with WeSys director Lynn Dome about the power of diverse perspectives. In the complex world of enterprise identity, securing legacy web apps at scale can be daunting. Strata Identity makes it simple. With Strata, you can effortlessly integrate non-standard apps with any identity service, like MFA or SSO, with zero coding and zero hassle. Designed by identity architects for identity architects, Strata works with every vendor, standard and app architecture. This means your apps can now speak modern protocols and integrate seamlessly with your chosen identity services. From securing on-prem web apps to migrating away from outdated identity providers or consolidating them, Strata helps you keep your complex access policies as you modernize your identity infrastructure and get rid of technical debt. Join leading organizations like 3M, Dallas County, and CIBC in securing your apps with Strata. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire, share your identity security priorities, and receive a complimentary pair of AirPods Pro. Offer valid for organizations with over 5,000 employees. Connect today at strata.io slash cyberwire. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. Today, we have Ann Johnson from the Afternoon Cyber Tea podcast speaking with Lynn Dome, Executive Director of WeSys, about the power of diverse perspectives. Here's Ann. Today, I'm joined by Lynn Dome, the Executive Director of Women in Cybersecurity, or WeSys for short. Lynn brings more than 25 years of organizational and leadership experience to the Women in Cybersecurity WeSys team. Lynn is passionate about the need for diverse mindsets skill sets, and perspectives. She aims to facilitate learning opportunities and discussions on leading with inclusion, equity, and allyship. Lynn has collaborated with businesses, 
nonprofits, grants, and philanthropies to help produce outcomes aligned with cybersecurity workforce initiatives. Welcome to Afternoon Cyber Tea, Lynn. Thanks, Anne. It's a pleasure to be here. So let's talk a little bit. I, I read something, Lynn, in the Weesus blog recently that resonated with me. The blog said, and I'm quoting it, one of the most impactful ways that we can create a welcoming environment is through our words. In every space that we enter, we have the opportunity to use language that makes everyone around us feel comfortable and to feel safe. I like this because it is not enough to just hire women into the industry. Organizations actually have to be intentional every day to create inclusive environments to make people want to stay. Um, Brett Arsenault, so likes to say, you go where you're invited, you stay where you're welcome. So what is your perspective on inclusivity and what practical advice would you give to our listeners on how they can help create a more inclusive environment in their organizations? Well, this is one of my favorite topics. So <laughs> I really appreciate and love that fact that you're bringing up inclusion here because it's extremely important. The focus is always like we need to build a diverse cybersecurity workforce. We need you know, to diversify. What are we going to do to diversify? But when you peel back the layers, you then realize that the lack of diversity is a symptom of the lack of inclusion. But as the whole world keeps talking about diversifying the workforce, we know that sometimes in some instances, it can turn into a feel-good metric because it's a data point and it's a metric you can measure. And so for some organizations out there, they might measure their diversity numbers. They might put in some initiatives, very likely early career. And a year from now, they can measure that those diversity metrics again. And if they grew ever so slightly, they could feel good about themselves and pat themselves on the back and feel like their job is well done. And that's all fine and dandy, but inclusion, inclusion is much more complicated and it's not normally talked about because it's complicated, because inclusion is a feeling and it's not a data point. It's not this, this metric you can measure, but it's a feeling and it's more of a feeling felt when you're excluded. And so for OASIS, it was really important for us to have this conversation with industry leaders about this state of inclusion and how are we going to quantify inclusion in order for us to open up the doorways for these conversations. So we partnered with Elyria and we quantified the experiences of exclusion for women in cybersecurity to identify the state of inclusion. The findings were really, really interesting that you know, there is 50% of women that feel like their career and growth lack of advancement opportunities was within the organization was their primary source of exclusion in the workplace. And it was super interesting to us and our research partner because it wasn't found there in any other industries. So for us to continue to do the good work that we're doing within WESIS, we have to not only focus on the pipeline, but also that leaky pipe. And that's where the, the inclusivity really needs to be focused on. And so we put together so many resources like inclusive language. That's an open source document. We're always adding to that inclusive language in the cybersecurity workforce. We have documents on inclusive leadership, how to be an ally to women in cybersecurity, and so many others, how to create a, a neurodiverse event. That's a very interesting one too. So we have all these resources 
available for everyone to have access to so that they could pay attention. Because we hear time and time again, and as a matter of fact, even at a recent event I went to, I gathered all these stories that the lack of occlusion is very prominent and exists very much so. Just in, in, in this day-to-day, -day, we hear stories about managers that put up their new hires on their leadership slide decks and label the slide deck diversity hire. That we have um, instances where industry professionals are are showcasing or going out to you know um, universities and offering their time, volunteering their time for elevator pitches, only to say to the only female in her room that the elevator pitch was excellent, but her necklace and her nails were distracting. Like these instances are happening right here and right now. So our words do matter. How we express ourselves matter. How we create this culture of inclusion truly does matter in the cybersecurity workforce, not only for us to attract diverse talent, but for those individuals to be retained and to be able to elevate and advance themselves because of it. That's Ann Johnson from the Afternoon Cyber Tea podcast, speaking with Len Dome, Executive Director of WeSys. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com slash cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber. And finally, Security Affairs reports a data exposure incident at WeMystic, a service focused on astrology, spiritual well-being, and esotericism, which also operates an online store selling items like natural stones and tarot cards. An unprotected MongoDB database left 34 gigabytes of data, including sensitive customer information, exposed to the internet. The breach involved over 13 million files, revealing names, email addresses, dates of birth, IP addresses, gender, astrological signs, and user system data. Although WeMystic has now secured the database, it remained open for five days. In a cosmic twist of fate, it seems that even the stars could not predict the celestial-sized data leak. And that's the CyberWire. For links to all of today's stories, check out our daily briefing at thecyberwire.com. We'd love to know what you think of this podcast. You can email us at cyberwire at n2k.com. Your feedback helps us ensure we're delivering the information and insights that help keep you a step ahead in the rapidly changing world of cybersecurity. This episode was produced by Liz Irvin. Our mixer is me, with original music by Elliot Peltzman. Our executive producers are Jennifer Ivan and Brandon Karp. Our executive editor is Peter Kilpie, and I'm Trey Hester, filling in for Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back here tomorrow.
And now, a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI, the best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI.